0: two, three, four. Oh, trendsetters, how would you like me to coach you for just as little as 60 bucks and take your training to new levels? Simply join at trainsmove.com. G'day, trendsetters. Welcome to episode 388 of the Trainsmove podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have any questions, jump on through to the website, trainsmove.com, or you can send me through an email, tim, at trainsmove.com, and hey. I feel like I need a big pat on the back here. Yeah, go me! Two podcasts in two days. Yeah, oh, I love it. Um, I don't know if I told the story on not, If if I start, you know, if you start hearing, you think oh, I've heard this before. Just fast forward this a little bit. But I got bike shamed. I, I got dead set bike shamed recently. I was riding in a group, and I'm I'm on the front of this group, and I'm talking to the guy next to us, and he's just you know not that long ago got a power meter and we're talking power and watts and all sorts of stuff and he does mostly you know um the vet vet racing and he goes i don't know what to you know what power i should hold for this And we're we're talking a big conversation we're talking um on you know what he should be looking at for steep hills what he should be looking at for if he attacks and you know how he can plan it around basing. just pure looking at watts and all sorts of stuff we're talking about and then I say to him, I okay, go, I say all that, but my power meter's not really helping me today, I'm, you know, I'm puffing. And he, he looks at me, he looks down at my bike, and goes, oh, at least you're only on an old bike with old wheels. And I'm thinking, up yours, dead set. Oh, I was bike-shamed, oh, I, I like my road bike, uh, and, you know, I never thought there'd be anything wrong with it, but this. Yeah, but I guess, it, you know, when you're riding next to a guy with a $10,000 road bike, and, my, yeah, yeah. I thought, ouch, that hurt. But anyway, um, yeah, that little turd. Anyway, today's question comes from Blair, who writes... I have two back to back seventy point three races coming up later this year and I am looking at how I can perform well at both and recover well between both. Any advice would be appreciated. So um you've let's be uh, ideally you want to pick your first one to do to do the best at. Um, but then you know it depends on what goes on in taper time you could all of a sudden perform better on your second um it's that's a bit hard to judge when i'm don't have a lot of information on yourself and as well as the races but um but generically speaking you want to be turning up to your first race as fitted and strong and lean as possible so they're generally the goals you want to, <laughs> you want to be turning up to all sorts of rate or generally your race anyway um, the the secret the well, the secret the key will be what happens f- the moment you cross the finishing line on your first race to the time you arrive to the start line on your second race that would be the big key the key session section um even you know, you wouldn't want a big long taper going into your first, um, but you don't really want to be you. You want to be you know rested and ready to go for your first as well. So you don't want to really want to be carrying a hell of a lot of fatigue into that. So you know maybe starting your taper seven to ten days out. It's hard again. The fit the fitter you are, yeah you can recover quicker so you definitely want to be arriving to this i should have thought about this question a little bit soon more than what i have i do apologize but i'd be arriving on that first race ridiculously fit ridiculously lean ridiculously strong um and and more emphasis on fit and strong over over lean but you know it all helps so the moment you cross your the cross the finishing line on the first seventy point three, within ten minutes of finishing that race, you want to have a recovery shake and uh something like Endura Optimizer. I think you know just the duck's guts. Uh, so it, it's a it's a little bit expensive, but I I just think that you know you know without saying the word duck's guts again it's the bee's knees so i'd be putting getting like enduro optimizer using six scoops of enduro optimizer Have, have, have just get a loved one to have it all ready for you shaking as you you know you're on your last lap of your race and get it ready as soon as you cross that finishing line you're smashing that within one hour of crossing that finishing line you're having a big protein shake um somewhere around 40 to 50 grams of protein just a good recovery shake and probably within two hours of that crossing that finishing line you want to have a good quality meal that's gonna just help replace all sorts of um, stuff you've taken out of your body during that race and then you want to eat ridiculously well for the rest of of that week you don't you're not going you're not stopping off at maccas and smashing a you know a mccrap burger or you know you know you're you're eating really well you're eating you know probably an increase in definitely an increase in calories especially for that um 24 hours after it but you want to be eating good quality foods during it um, the next day straight after your first 70.3 you want to go on a yeah anywhere between one to two hour easy 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 bike ride and the best way to work out how you know if you've got a power meter it works out really well you just ride around 50% of your FTP if you don't have an, um, a power meter you just do exactly what Cadell Evans recommends you go on an easy ride and what he recommends whatever gear you think you need go on easier so and it's a really good way of just referring you know because you can go on an easy ride you think oh this is easy but you might be going a lot a lot harder than you should so just whatever gear you think you need nice easy, and those rides are the best you know you pick a coffee shop for instance that's about one hour easy spin away so you just ride out to that coffee shop you pull up have a cuppa and then you easy spin home um the day two after your race you're having that fully off full rest day and then day three you you just want to have a you know just a nice easy swim nice easy bike ride you just want to very slowly get back into it until um probably the friday or sudden you might but thursday just put a a smaller session but a little bit harder faster stuff into it just So your body isn't going to completely go to sleep. Now, I also forgot to mention: every single day, you're um, you're on the foam roller. You got a little rolling stick. You're hitting all your trigger points. You're doing absolutely. You're wearing compressions. You're doing every single thing humanly possible that you can that your budget will allow you to do to recover as well. And you might start feeling really good by Tuesday, Wednesday, but. You've still got that level of fatigue in your legs, in your body that you're you still need to shed before your next race. Um, so, but just so during that week, I'd have two full days off probably. Um, yeah, two full days off, but just uh, with maybe one normalish training effort day, and the rest would be somewhere easy more than anything, and ready to smash it quality food quality nutrition I think nutrition um nutrition and what you do in that three hours after your race your first race is done will majorly impact what happens for the rest of the week so it's all exciting it's all exciting I like all this stuff I like um back to back races you know it's good, all good if you guys have any other questions jump on through to the website trainsmove.com send me through an email tim at trainsmove.com till next episode who wrote